<coughs> Sammy's Rebbe had given them, his Talmidim, a very clear understanding of the mitzvahs of the Yom Tov of Purim. He had told them there are four mems of the day of Purim, Mikra Megillah, Mishta, the Su'uda that you're supposed to eat, called Mishta, Matanas Yonim, giving money to poor people, Mishloach Manos, giving gifts, sending presents of food to people. The Rebbe also included The Rebbe is ready to ask you to leave. The Rebbe also included shekel, the idea that you're supposed to give a half shekel. The Rebbe also talked about the idea of blotting out Haman's name, erasing Amalek, erasing Haman. He also talked about dressing up on Purim. He also told over the story of Purim. He also discussed that some people, when they're old enough, could drink on Purim, and some people do drink grape juice instead. The Rebbe went all of these things. The Rebbe also discussed Kriya on Purim Day, that we read a shorter parsha from, for Kriya Satera. The Rebbe also discussed different things, some of which you've heard, some of which you haven't heard. Basically, the Rebbe was a good Rebbe. He talked about all the things he needed to talk about. Uh-huh. And Sammy was a, well, kind of a good student. And he listened to his Rebbe. But as you can imagine, a young boy, right around Purim time, he's having trouble concentrating exactly on every word his Rebbe says. He gets the idea, but his, a lot of his mind is focused on other things. What he's dressing up as. He has his mind on the hamantash he's going to eat. He has his mind on the geschmacka shtick he's going to pull on his parents because ah, there's a shticky time. And so when Purim comes, well, let's just say things got a little interesting. Sammy arrived in Shul on the night of Purim in time for Mariv, followed by Kriyas Megillah. And Sammy was sitting in Shul in his costume. Sammy's costume, since he knew the job of the costume was to make him look like a different person, was Sammy got a mask before Purim from the store. It was a mask of a different person. He didn't know who he was. Really, it was Barack Obama, but he didn't know that. Why not? I don't know, but he didn't. And he was sitting in show with a mask of Barack Obama on him. And people came into show. And the truth is, people didn't know who he was. Because Sammy didn't sit in his normal seat. Sammy sat a little bit differently. So that he would be not recognizable. Because you're supposed to be not recognizable. And Sammy also didn't wear his typical clothing. Because then he'd be visible and recognizable. And he was supposed to look like somebody else. So Sammy came to show. Instead of wearing his normal pants and his normal shirt and his normal shoes, Sammy came to show wearing his bathing suit. And Sammy came to show wearing his flip-flops 
And Sammy came to show wearing a t-shirt that says Iraq. <laughs> People looked at Sammy, not knowing who he was, and raised an eyebrow or two. Because the truth is, it was 30 degrees outside, not quite swimming weather. But they understood Sammy was obviously dressing up. The problem was that part of the shtick Sammy was doing was his parents didn't even know that he was dressing up. You see, because his parents didn't want him to dress up at night. They only wanted him to dress up in the day. Because they felt for covered yomtiv, you start off putting him in your Shabbos clothing. And so Sammy's parents, instead of being on their way to Mariv, were back at home looking for him. Did you see Sammy? No, did you? I didn't see him. Chaim, was Sammy in his room? He was, but he's not there anymore. There's a little bit something strange going on because all of his clothing are there. Maybe he disappeared. Wouldn't that be good? Chaim, it's no time for jokes now. I'm not joking. I don't care. We have to find him. Did you look in the basement? Yes. Did you look outside? Yes. Did you look in your clubhouse? Yes. Ellie, did you see Sammy? I did see Sammy, Ellie said. Ellie's Sammy's younger brother. Where? Where did you see Sammy? I saw him brushing his teeth in the bathroom. Really? Quick, let's go see. Where is he? He's not here now. Oh, I saw him a few hours ago. Ellie, that's not helpful. Well, I don't know. Sammy, if you're around, his father yelled, we're going to Shul. You have to walk. That's it. We're leaving. They arrived in Shul. Myra was already in the middle. Sammy's father was kind of frustrated. He looked around Shul for Sammy. He didn't see Sammy. He did see something strange. There was a little boy sitting all the way in a different spot, with not next to his father or his mother. He was sitting next to a guy who was really old, got a long white beard. But his father wasn't sure if that was a real beard or a fake beard. And he wasn't really sure. I don't know where Sammy is. Meanwhile, Sammy is sitting in Shul in his Barack Obama mask, in his bathing suit, davening Mariv. After they finish Shmona Esrei, the Chazan says Kaddish, and along comes the Balkori to read the Megillah, and the Balkori stands up to read the Megillah. And he makes the Brachos, Baruch Atah, and he reads all three Brachos, and everyone says Amen. And then everyone sits down and he begins to read, and he's reading Megillah along, and everyone is following very attentively. And then he comes to the third parak of the Megillah, which all of you are going to be listening to so, so carefully. That's the one time everyone's paying attention during Megillah. And he comes to the words, and the Balkhori says, Come on. So everyone begins to stamp, to clap, to shout, to do different things. All of a sudden, from the seat that Sammy is sitting, there is like an explosion. <laughs> it was like a terrorist attack. I mean, all of a sudden, there were fireworks. There were bangs and booms and explosions. And there were horns beeping and cymbals crashing. And the Balkhori waited for an entire minute until it stopped, but it didn't. <laughs> Two minutes and it didn't stop. Finally, the rabbi who was standing by the bima gave a clap on the bima and banged his hand. No! And it stopped. And everyone looked to see where the sound was coming from while it was happening. And they saw it was coming from either the man with the long white beard or that little boy with the Barack Hussein Obama mask. Something's fishy over here, they said. Something's fishy over here. Well, they continued in their reading of Haman. They got up to the next Haman, and again there was an explosion. And this time, 
the explosions was it was like fireworks it went from the seat area where that person was sitting all the way to the front where the rabbi's seat was and it exploded in this tremendous green red and blue fireworks explosion Baruch Hashem nobody was hurt it took five minutes to continue reading Megillah they had spent the amount of time that it would read probably half a parak waiting for it to get quiet and this happened three more times Finally, the rabbi gave a clap, clap on the bima. And the rabbi said, No! The next time they read Haman, everyone was confident it would be nice and peaceful, but they were wrong. Again, the explosions! The rabbi is getting frustrated. The people are getting frustrated. Megillah, that was supposed to take 40 minutes, has already been an hour, and they still have another six parakim to go. This is ridiculous! Finally, the rabbi does something that I can't recommend you do, but I will tell you, I saw a rabbi do this. Real life. I saw for real life a rabbi do this at a Purim Bar Mitzvah when I was a kid. And the rabbi, in middle of Kriyas Megillah, said, if people can't stop with their banging and interruptions for Haman, when I tell them to stop, we're not going to be able to allow anyone to make any noise for Haman. Because in order to read the Megillah, you have to hear every single word. And if you're making so much interruption, and the Balkore is trying to read, it's going to mess him up. And he's not going to be able to say every single word. And you're not going to hear it. And you're not going to be able to say it. And that can't work. The next few Hamans worked perfectly. All the way until the end of Megillah, the last Haman, now, the last Haman is the last Haman in the Megillah. It's your last chance to make a ruckus. Well, so you can imagine, Sammy was sitting there, eager and waiting for this Haman to come. And the Balkori began the Pusuk, where it says Haman's name in the Pusuk. The Pusuk goes, whatever it says before, and then it says, Ki Haman. And the Balkori was right before the word Ki. And he opened his mouth to take a breath, and all of a sudden, an explosion! All the noisemakers that you can imagine in one room went off. 15 firecrackers, 15 trumpets, trombones, explosions, bombs, whatever it sounded like. I can't even tell you. Explosion! And the Balkore was in the middle of reading Kiyaman ben And everyone else didn't hear a thing. The rabbi stopped him. Finally, after 10 minutes, it quieted down. The last Haman, you got to make it last. You know what I mean? The rabbi said, I didn't say, he now motioned to the Balkori to start again from that Pasuk. And he motioned to everyone that they're not allowed to bang for this Haman. And they didn't bang. And they read through. And they finished Megillah. And everyone said, Baruch Hashem. After the Megillah was over. And they said the bracha afterwards. And they said the special bracha of Asher, the special tefillah of Asher Haini. And they said Shoshana Siakov. And they went and they said Aleinu. And they said Kaddish. Everyone started to walk towards Barack Obama to find out who he was because they knew it was not the man with the white beard. You know how they knew that? Because the man with the white beard didn't have a white beard anymore. You see, the fireworks kept going off and kept catching his beard on fire. Now the man with the long white beard had a short, stubbly thing next to his face. And guess what? It was his real beard. <laughs> he wasn't too pleased with Barack Obama. He didn't like his health care plan. 
Well, <clears throat> poor, poor, poor Barack Obama, because everyone started to come to him. But Barack Obama was smart. He jumped over the benches to get to the front. And he ran to the rabbi and he said, Rabbi, Rabbi, Rav, Shalom Aleichem, Afreilichem Purim. Is that you, Sammy? Oh, shucks. I forgot to disguise my voice. I disguised everything else. Sammy, are you the one who caused all this trouble during davening? Um, I thought it was a mitzvah. My rabbi taught us that it was a mitzvah to blot out Amalek. To erase Amalek. And Haman is Amalek. And I was doing the mitzvah. What did I do wrong? Sammy, you have to hear every word of Megillah. You can't hear every word of Megillah if you're making such a ruckus. And I'm sure you were busy making sure your fireworks went off instead of listening to Megillah. That's not true. Excuse me? I was busy listening to Megillah, making sure my fireworks went off at the right time. I knew each word. I counted before Megillah. I counted how many words it was to Haman, and I counted as the Chazan read it, and I was knew exactly when to let them go. I was paying very close attention. Matter of fact, I was probably paying close attention, closer attention than anyone in the entire show. All right, Sammy, do me a favor. Tomorrow, I don't want you to bring any more fireworks to show. Okay, I won't. I'll have to figure out a different way to erase Haman. That's fine. You can do a different way to erase Haman. <sighs> By the way, Rav. Yes, Sammy. How come you're not dressed up? Isn't there a minute to dress up and to make yourself look like somebody you're not? And you look like somebody you are. That's true because, Sammy, I'm relying on you. You did such a good job. Nobody knew who you were. Not even your parents. My parents. Oh, I forgot to tell them. Are they here? Oh, there they are. Hi, Ta. Is that you, Sammy? Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. Pretend you're not my son. How about make a benafochu? How about change it? You're the rough son now. For Shab, for this Purim, you're the rabbi son. I don't want Sammy as my son on Purim. Well, somebody has to have him. I don't want him either. All right. Anyway. Sammy went home, as you can imagine, and enjoyed a nice little snack. He maybe enjoyed some hamantashen. And at about 4 o'clock in the morning, Sammy's alarm went off. <laughs> At four o'clock in the morning, Sammy's alarm went off. And Sammy and Sammy went ahead, got dressed. He didn't dress in his costume. His parents already told him he can't. They told him if he wants to be look, look different, then he should put on a different pair of glasses. But he didn't want to do that. It hurts his eyes. And he went to show at 5 o'clock. took him about an hour to get out of the house. When he came to show, he knew the combination to get in. He undid the lock. And he went over to the bima. He opened the bottom of the bima. And he felt, felt around underneath until he found it. He took it out, put it on top of the bima. He reached into his pocket and pulled it out. He took it and he unscrewed the cap and he began to paint on top of the word Haman. After a little bit of time, though, he ran out of white out. And so he reached into his other pocket and he pulled out a pair of scissors. And he went through the Megillah and he cut out the rest of the Hamans.
He then went back to his back backpack, which he brought with him, and took out two cans of paint, spray paint, red, I'm sorry, orange, and green. He went over to the talus that the chazan would use, and he sprayed some stripes so that the chazan will be able to be dressed up when he's davening for the Amr. He then sat in his seat, and like a boy who wakes up very early in the morning, fell back asleep. He woke up at 7 o'clock to the noise of everyone coming in. And everyone was so impressed, because when Sammy fell asleep, he had taken a Mishnayis out and opened it. He actually had read a few words. Ain't been yom tefrishinli yom tefshemi or something like that. And then he fell asleep. So everyone thought Sammy was there learning Torah, because learning Torah on Purim is such a big zuchus. It is, but Sammy fell asleep, but nobody knew that. And they began davening, and they went through Shachris. They got up to the point where they asked somebody to have the honor of opening up the Aron Kodesh for taking out the Torah. And the person was a bacher, and he needed a talis. And he went, and he put on the talis, and and everyone looked at him funny, and he looked at the rabbi, and the rabbi shrugged his shoulders. Anyway, he went, he took out the Aron Kodesh, the for Torah. Oops, I, yeah. I skipped something. I'll go back for one second. Um, I'll go back. I forgot to tell you a little bit of what happened. Sammy was in the middle of um, Shemona Esrei when he realized he forgot Alanisim. And so um, he walked over to the rabbi, which, by the way, you're allowed to do if you're middle Shemona and you have a problem, you are allowed to move to solve your problem if you need to. And he tapped on the rabbi's shoulder. And the rabbi didn't pay any attention to him. He tapped harder. The rabbi still didn't pay attention. Finally, he put his head where the rabbi's sitter was, and he turned his face up to the rabbi. But the rabbi's eyes were closed, so he didn't pay attention to him. Finally, he put his hands over his the rabbi's ears and he said, I have a Shiloh! That was supposed to be a whisper that was quite loud. And the rabbi was like, huh, huh. Hmm. I forgot Alan Isim. So I should go back? Mm-mm. I should go forward? Mm-hmm. But I have to go back to my seat. Can I go back to my seat? Mm-hmm. But you told me I'm supposed to go forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to go forward and then go backwards. Mm-hmm. But if I go forward, I'm going to crash into the wall. Mm-hmm. I should stop interrupting you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll stop interrupting you. I'll wait for you right here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That was what happened during Kippurnestri. But the, anyway, the guy got, the man went open, he opened the Aron Kodesh, took out the Sefer Torah, brought it to the Bima, and they read from the Pasuk, from the parasha of Milchemes Amalek. And the Baal Kori ended, Kiyar Okes, Kamachama, Vashem Amalek, Midar Dar. And they rolled the Sefer Torah together. And the guy made a Baruch Acharov, a Baruch after the Torah reading. And they called the guy to do Hagba. And the guy went up to do Hagba. And he began to do Hagba. And he started to lift the Torah, and spin around, lifting the Torah. And suddenly Sammy came running, and said, Stop! Put it down! Put it down! Put it down! You made a mistake! Shh, Sammy, be quiet. No, no, Rabbi, Rabbi, they made a mistake! And the fe- fellow's holding Torah, doesn't know what to do. He's like halfway between the turn. Should I put it down? Should I sit down? Should I stand up? Should I hold it? What should I do? He's like, ah! The Rabbi says, what's the mistake? He only read nine psukim. My Rabbi taught us that you have to read ten psukim by Kriya Satira, and he only read nine, three per person, and you're supposed to read three, three, four, Okay, okay, okay. Sammy, that doesn't apply in Purim. Oh, sure? 
I'm sure. I I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Um, okay, fine. Meanwhile, the guy's standing there, and Sammy goes back to the seat, and the rabbi's waiting. No, no, what? Am I supposed to put it down? I'm supposed to sit down. What else to do? Finish to Hagwad, sit down, and let him put away the terror. Oh, so he finally does that. Beautiful. And they finish. And they finish. They finish the. Uh, they finish. Kriya Terra, and they put away the Terra, and they get up to Kriya Megillah, and they start. They get. They get up to Kriya Megillah, and the Balkori takes the Megillah, and he begins reading. And everyone's listening very carefully. Everyone, of course, looked where Sammy was sitting. A few people from the show went over and took Sammy and picked him up and moved him to a different location just in case he had some, some fireworks hidden away somewhere. Other people frisked his pockets to make sure he didn't have anything in his pockets. Another person put his hand in his top pocket. Ew, what's that? That's my chewing gum that I had last night. Chewing gum? Right. Chewing gum, chewing gum. Hi, you know that song? Oh, gross. And, um... <sighs> Anyway, so they're sitting there and reading, and finally gets the parak kibble. Achar devamaleya. The valkor goes. Achar hadvarim hoyela. Gidal hamelach. Achar shrosh s. And he stops, and everyone's waiting. The gragger people are ready to gragger, and the stamping people are ready to stamp, and the clapping people are ready to clap, the booing people are ready to go boo, and everyone's waiting for him to say haman, and and he doesn't. He looks up at the rabbi. The rabbi says, hmm, and he. Calls the rabbi over and shows him the haman is whited out. The rabbi says, <laughs> so he reads it by heart. Haman. And everyone's clapping. And he continues reading. He's reading. And he gets to the next haman. He's like, everyone's ready again. So the stampers ready to stamp. The clappers ready to clap. The boys are like, hmm. And they go to the next haman. Finally, after about five of the hamans, they get up to the part where Sammy started cutting them out. And he gets to the and he gets the haman. And the rabbi, hmm? the rabbi says, the rabbi says, and Sammy looks up, and Sammy says, finally the rabbi comes over, the rabbi says, and the rabbi looks at Sammy, and Sammy goes, and the rabbi says, and Sammy says, The rabbit goes to the front of the shul, opens up his special, like he has a little cubby over there. He pulls out another Megillah, and it brings it over to the Balkhari. The Balkhari finishes reading Megillah from that Megillah. Well, he doesn't finish quite. He's reading the Megillah. As you know, there's some Pesukim we say aloud. Four Pesukim we say aloud we talked about. One of them is Laihudim. And he gets up to the Pesukim of Laihudim, and everyone reads Laihudim out loud. And suddenly, Sammy, I don't know where he got it. I don't know how he snuck it by all those people. But suddenly, there's loud music playing in the room. Somehow Sammy was connected, I don't know what, to the loudspeaker. And all of a sudden it started playing. What happens? There's no teaching all of a sudden. I'm a little bit curse. All of a sudden, Valkyrie starts continue. Yeah. No, no, ah, ah, ah. And Sammy says, no. And finally, the rabbi came over to Sammy and said, no. And Sammy says, okay. Because Sammy's a little bit nervous now. And they finished the Megillah. Needless to say, needless to say, 
Um, after davening was over, Sammy did not make himself available to many people. He ran immediately out of the shul because he was nervous because people looked a little bit upset with him, just a tad. <laughs> davening took about an hour longer than it was supposed to. And um, Sammy made his way to the rabbi's study. The rabbi came in. Sammy, why did you cut out and erase all the names of Haman? Because I was trying to erase Haman's name. Rabbi, Rabbi, last night you told me I can't stamp, I can't shout, I can't shoot fireworks. How else do you cry in the mitzvah of Mechias Amalek, of erasing Amalek, if I don't erase his name? Sammy, why, why wouldn't anyone have done this before you if this was the way to do it? Nobody's as clever as I am. That's the only reason. Sammy left Shul. His parents still were friendly with him, even though he left Shul in a very tough situation. And Sammy started walking down the street. And somebody saw him walking down the street. And he was walking really funny. Every step he took, he went like this. Every step. And he came home and he said to his mother, Ma, my neck and my back are hurting me a little bit now. I said, what's the matter, Sammy? Do you need to see a doctor? No. I don't know if I could stop. Could you dial my Rebbe and I can ask him if I could stop? What do, what do you mean? Because my Rebbe told me that there's a, a minute on, on Purim, or right around Purim, to do the half shuckle. And so I'm doing my half shuckle. No, no, Sammy, he meant the half shekel. Half what? Shekel, the coin, half shekel. Oh, not shuckle? No, no, you could stop now. All right, here, I want you to go deliver Shalach Manus to some people. Shalach Manus? Okay, I'll send Shalach Manus. Um, all right, do you have a couple dollars? For what? I have to do something, get something for Shalach Manus. Okay. And he gives Sammy, his mother gives Sammy $5. Sammy goes to the local toy store, and he buys some really cool toy. I don't know what it was. And he walks down the block to his friend, to his friend's mayor's house. his friend Mayor's house and he knocks the mayor's door. Mayor's all mayor's all dressed up and mayor says, Ah Sammy, Sammy, you made Purim the best this year. This year was the best Purim, thanks to you. I don't think anyone else thinks that way. Oh, all of us kids think that way. You are the best, Sammy. You rock. This is the most awesome Purim we've ever had. And what are you here for, Sammy? I'm here to give you Shalak Manas. Really? That's so nice of you. What are you gonna give me? Here it is. And he hands him a wrapped box. Can I open it now? Do you mind? No, no, please open it. And he rips open the wrapping and he looks inside and in it is a brand new toy. Whatever it is. doesn't matter. Uh, isn't it Shalak Manas? That's right. Uh, we're supposed to give presents to people. I decided I wanted to give you this present. I figured you'd really appreciate this. Sammy, I think Rebbe said we're supposed to give food. Really? Eh, this is a better present. Uh, okay. Okay, I gotta go do some Matanas of Yonim. You still have money left over after you bought this. This is pretty expensive. Yeah, yeah. My mother, my mother told me that she gave me money for that, but then I, I went back and got more money from her and and for Matan Slavionim. All right, I'll see you later. Okay. And Sammy walked up and down the block in front of his house, and every person he passed, most of them yidden, giving mishloach to other people, he stopped and said, "Excuse me, sir." Yes. Yes, boy. Um. Hi, my name is Sammy. We know you may davening take an hour longer. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um. Are you poor? Am I poor? How dare you ask me that question? I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean it. I was just asking. I wouldn't be driving such a fancy car, wearing such fancy clothing if I were poor, would I? Well, it's Venafochu, and you're supposed to dress up. So maybe you're dressed up as a rich man, but you're really a poor man. That's not Derek Hertz. You shouldn't be asking people if they're poor. <clears throat> another another person walks by. Uh, uh, sir, are you poor? 
You think just because I'm wearing ripped clothing that that means I'm poor? Oh, um, yes. Actually, I'm very rich. I'm just dressed up like a poor man. Mm -hmm. Oh, um, well, I'm sorry. And he asked another person, uh, are you poor? Me? Me? Poor? I'm not poor. I'm a multimillionaire. I have lots and lots of money. Really? You do? Oh, boy. Can you give me some? No. No. Oh, so you're stingy. Excuse me? You're poor and you're stingy. No, I have lots of money, but I need more money. I need more money because I need to become more, more rich. The more rich that I am, the richer I'll be, the happier I'll be. Really? Now I know you're really a poor person. Here, have some money. For me? Yes, because you're a poor person. I am? That's right, because I learned at school in Pirkei says, Ezehu Asher HaSameach B'chelko. Who's rich? One who's happy with his, with his lot. And since you're not happy with your lot, you must be very poor. Here, have some money. Have some more money. And have my socks. Socks? Well, I figure if you're poor, you probably don't have enough socks to wear. So have some of my socks. Want my shirt? No, no, thanks. I don't, I don't want your shirt. I don't even want your money. Take it anyway. I, I want you to take it. Please, please take it. At this point, Sammy finished giving his Matanos of Yonim. He finished giving his Mishalach Manos. Sammy heard Megillah's Esther. And Sammy knew they had one more mem to do. Mishta. Now, Sammy knew that Mishta means to drink. Sammy came home after doing his other jobs. His mother had sent him on some errands delivering some shalach manos. Along the way, he had been able to stop and visit some of his friends, all of whom, the friends his age that is, told him how great of a Purim it's been so far, thanks to him. And Sammy came into the dining room and said, Ma, when are we having our Mishnah? And his mother said, Emirz Hashem, after Mincha at 2 o'clock. Sammy said, I'm going to be a little hungry till then. Sammy's mother said, so eat something. Nope, I can't. I already taught us something. Whatever. And so his mother watched as Sammy walked around. He did drink a couple of drinks. He had some juice. He had a soda. He even had a cup of coffee bottle of grape juice and Sammy went to Mincha not much happened at Mincha honestly but Sammy made his way finally back to the Suda after Mincha Sammy's family had lots of guests they had I can't even tell you maybe 30 people at the Suda and it was a pretty wild place Sammy's mother made for this Suda some of the most delicious roast beef you've ever tasted. At the Suuda they served, the first course was little meatballs on a plate of rice covered with a delicious sauce. Of course, you had to wash before the Suuda. After the first course, everyone went around and drank a little drink, some grape juice for the kids, some wine for the adults who were able to drink, and soda for those who weren't. And after the first course, there was soup. Inside the soup with little kreplach, little dough wrapped around meat. Inside the soup. And after the soup, everyone had a delicious drink. Some people had wine. Some people had grape juice. Some had some soda. Once in a, once a couple people had maybe some water, I don't know, maybe even. And after the soup on the course was going to be the, rust, the delicious succulent roast beef with mashed potatoes and green beans and sweet potato salad and 
a delicious, delicious, delicious cranberry pie. My mouth waters as I think about it. And as people ate and drank, they enjoyed this dish, these dishes, I'm telling you, the people ate and they said to each other, this is Su'udas Melech. This is the meal fit for a king. This is like the meal the Yidin enjoyed in Ahasuerus' times, but this is a Mutterdika meal. Mrs. Sammy, you are the most excellent, superb cook. And of course, some people were getting a little bit uh, shicker, a little bit drunk. And they were saying, Some people were getting a little bit shicker, and they were saying things that were a little bit silly and not like. Those people probably shouldn't have had too much to drink. For example, there were some who said, Hey, uh, Mrs. Sammy, how come you have two heads? Maybe it's because you're drunk, Mr. Sammy said. Me drunk? Drunk? Nobody drunk me. I'm not drunk. Anyway, is that proper English? Are we speaking English here? I thought we are at the Sud of Achashverosh. We should be speaking Persian. Do you know how to speak Persian? I know about Persian rugs and Persian cats. Do Persian cats speak Persian? I wonder. Do they write Persian? Are they from Persia? And other people weren't drunk, but they were telling Gishmaka stories and Gishmaka jokes and having a good time. You know why Haman wanted to kill Mordechai? Why did Haman want to kill Mordechai? I don't know. I asked you. How can I laugh at a joke if I don't know the ending? How can I tell a joke if I don't know the beginning? <laughs> boy, oh boy. And everyone is sitting there and having a really gishmaka time. That is everyone except for Sammy. Sammy's brother Chaim looked at Sammy and saw that Sammy looked a little sad. Sammy, did you eat anything? Mm-mm. You know how to talk? Mm-hmm. So talk. Mm-mm. Why not? Mm-mm. You washed and you didn't eat? Mm-hmm. Why don't you eat? Mm-mm. Sammy. Sammy. Just take a little bit of challah. Mm-mm. All right. You know what? I don't know what to tell you. <coughs> Finally, Sammy just stood up from the table, grabbed a little bit of challah, went into the kitchen, took a cup from the sink. Chaim followed him to see what he was doing. Filled his cup with hot water. Put his challah in his cup of hot water and stirred it. Chaim looked into the cup. It was liquid. And he watched Sammy drink the cup of hot water. Obviously, he cooled it off a little bit first. Sammy, can you talk now? Mm-hmm. Yes. What's going on? Everyone's doing it wrong. Everyone's doing what wrong? Everyone is doing the Mishta wrong. Everyone is not going to get the Mitzvah Mishta. Only I'm going to get the Mitzvah Mishta. What? Everyone's doing it perfectly right. They're not. I'm going to show you how to do Mishta. Please get me uh, my plate. No, no, I'm not your servant. Please. Fine. What do you want? Please get me my plate that has my meatballs and and rice. And my plate that has my soup and my kreplach. That's my bowl, I mean. And my plate that has my piece of roast beef, my potato salad, and also bring me my hamantash. Your hamantash? Yeah, I had a hamantash by my seat, my blueberry hamantash. Bring it to you where? In the kitchen. Why don't you just come in and eat with us? Because I have to do something first to be able to be yod to the mitzvah mishta. All right, Sammy, do me a favor. Uh, just don't, don't, don't tell Imo Mami what you're doing, because whatever it is, I'm sure she's not going to be happy. Actually, she will, because she wants me to do the mitzvah properly. And I'm not doing the mitzvah properly otherwise. And Sammy goes into his 
Sammy goes into the kitchen cabinets and starts fiddling around while Chaim goes and gets the stuff. Chaim comes back in after his mother said, Chaim, where are you going with that stuff? I don't know. Sammy wants to eat in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I feel so bad. I don't know. He must be very upset. We, we yelled at him too much today for all of his crazy things that he did. Did you know what happened? Yes. The mayor of the city. The mayor of the city? That's right. He came to my door. Why? He said that he was driving down the road with the chauffeur and Sammy was standing in the middle of the street. He was. And he was stopping the mayor of the city from driving down the road. He was? Why would he do that? And the chauffeur rolled down the window, and Sammy looked in the back and saw the mayor and said, Are you poor? <laughs> and the mayor said, No. And Sammy said, Well, if you're the mayor of the city and the city's poor, which everyone says it is, then you need matana, then you need some matanas of Yonim. Then you need some gifts. And Sammy gave the mayor a, a gift. What did he give him? A baby doll. That he bought the store. What? He said it's a gift for the poor. What in the world? Yeah, that's what I was kind of like embarrassed about. So maybe we and I yelled at Sammy because I thought that that was kind of inappropriate, especially because especially because you know the mayor the, the, the mayor doesn't play with dolls. <laughs> well, anyway, meanwhile back in the kitchen, Sammy took all the food that his brother brought for him and put it on the kitchen table next to the blender. What are you doing, Sammy? You'll see. I don't want to see. I don't want to know. I don't know anything. I don't know nothing. I, 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 I. Just, just watch. And Sammy dumped into the blender his meatballs. No. Is this the Fleischig blender, Sammy? Yes, yes, the Fleischig blender. Right? Blue is Fleischig, right? No, no, blue is Malthic. Oh, sorry. You just wash it out. Took out the other blender and dumped it in. And dumped in his rice. Dumped in his soup. Dumped in his kreplach. Put in his blueberry hamadash. No. Dumped in his roast beef. No. His mashed potatoes. No. And then he pressed blend. And all of a sudden, <laughs> blender starts going. Uh oh. Forgot the top. Puts it on. Baruch Hashem. Only a few things. Only a few pieces of meatball on the ceiling. And he puts it on. And his mother and father in the other room. What in the world is going on in the kitchen? Ah, uh, don't ask. It's Sammy. Sammy, what are you doing? And the 30 people, or now there are 28 people in the room anyway come over towards the doorway of the kitchen and you see like 28 heads you know popping through the doorway looking and seeing what's going on and Sammy has a blender full of of blackish darkish brownish liquidish mishkebabble and Sammy looks at it opens the cover takes out some grape juice and pours it in 64 ounces of grape juice the blender only held 32 ounces Oops, I spilled. <laughs> Sammy, are you drunk? How could I be drunk? How could I be drunk? That guy said, remember, you can't drink a person. Fine, okay. And Sammy turned on the blender. Of course, it was so full that even the cover didn't help. Sammy had to sit on the cover while it was blending. <laughs> Finally, it's all mush kebabbled together. Sammy takes it and says, now it's ready. And he brings it to him to the table. And all 28 heads are back in their seats and looking at Sammy. Nobody's eating anything. Everyone's just watching as Sammy takes the blender jar, opens his mouth, and it goes. And his mother said, Sammy, my hi, what's this? What are you doing? My Rebbe taught us that this is called mishta. 
It's not called machol. Mishta means to drink. I can't eat anything. I can only drink. All of you were in Yotzir Mitzvah. I was Yotzir my Mitzvah. Oy vey. Sammy's father, Sammy's mother, they all put their hands in their over their faces. Oh, they burn Well, as the meal wound down and a number of people started to leave, Sammy came over to his father and he said, Tati, I want you to do one more mitzvah for him. I'm going to ask that everyone's out of the seats, get back to their seats, okay? It's just very, I can't concentrate properly, okay? I have one last desire for you to do on Purim is one last mitzvah that I want to tell you about that you should do on Purim. We learned, my Rebbe taught us a very important concept. So Tati, Mami, please do me a favor. Yes, Sammy, you know we love you from the bottom of our heart. You know we're willing to do almost anything for you. What would you like? Mami, Tati, can you please give me a ticket to go to Eretz Israel? <laughs> I think it's a good idea. So, Sammy, we can't do that. But you have to. It's a chiyuv. It's an obligation on Purim to give me a ticket to go to Eretz Yisrael. It's not a ticket. It's not a chiyuv. I can call my Rebbe. And my Rebbe will say it is. Is it possible? I can call my Rebbe. And if you don't do it, you're not going to be Yotzeh the Mitzvah of Purim. And it's your last chance. Purim's almost over. Sammy. Sammy, I'm, I'm sorry, we can't do that. I'm telling you it's Allah. What's the Allah, Sammy? My Rebbe taught us. Anyone who puts out his hand and asks for something, you're supposed to give it to him. I'm putting out my hand and I'm asking for tickets. So you have to give it to me. It's your chiyav, it's your obligation. If you're a good parent, if you're a good mother and father, and you want to teach me to do mitzvahs properly, you're going to help me do this one too. And you're going to give me whatever I want. Uh-huh. Hey, Sammy. I'll tell you what, said Sammy's mother and father. I'll tell you what. Let's talk about it again when it's time for the Afikaimen after Pesach. I don't know if they did. I don't know if they did. But I do, I do know one thing. It was a Purim that nobody in Sammy's town ever forgot.